Welcome to the C3 SYD podcast. Our heart for you is that you would know Jesus, find community and discover purpose. To find out more about our church, head to our website, c3syd.church. We hope that this message encourages you today. And we want to say a huge welcome to C3 SYD. Our heart, you know, and why we exist is to help you know Jesus, find community and discover purpose. And we believe the best thing that could ever happen in somebody's life is to know Christ. Amen? To actually step into a relationship with God, to walk with Him, to know His voice, to hear Him. And, and we've been in a, a kind of a, a campaign, a preaching focus for this month, which has really been our vision month. And our vision for you this year is that every one of us could say, I have decided. I have to, can you just turn to somebody in your road to say, I have decided. Just say, say, I have decided. Just like all our college students. Can we give it up for our college students? They have decided. And how good is Ryan Kerrison and his legs? They're great. <laughs> Shorts. I love it. And um, we... <laughs> But there's a, there's a moment, something changes when you decide, you know? Like Tim was saying, when you move from Jesus is just Saviour to Lord, that's where transformation takes place. And when He's just your rescuer, the thing about it is He'll rescue you, but you might stay going around the same mountain for a long time and walking around the same things and the same challenges over and over. And God will still be there and God will save you and God loves you, but it could be time in 2021 to step out from just God, my rescuer, into God, my leader. Man, it's amazing when you start to follow Jesus and this this. Uh, topic of I have decided. We've been talking week one, we talked about it starts with encounter. That it's when you encounter Jesus. He is to be known. And this is a God that didn't stay distant, but He came from heaven to earth. And He brought the kingdom of God into earth and married the two together. That earth and heaven became joined as Christ brought the kingdom. He is a king with a kingdom. And He came into the middle of our world and He brought a new way of life. And He said to these two disciples that we're going to read about in Matthew 4, He said, follow me. It starts with encounter, but then it continues by our availability. It doesn't take skill or talent, but just availability. You know, the American preacher that says, yeah, God's not looking for your ability. He's just looking for your availability. You know, amen. It's true though. <laughs> Amen. Yeehaw. <laughs> Where am I? Texas. All right. And so all you got to do, this is the, the great thing about God. You, you don't have to know everything. All you got to do is walk. And I, I remember saying the other week that Jesus came to fishermen. And I love this. He didn't go down to the temple where the rabbis were talking. He went down to the guys who were just faithful in what they were doing. And this is great because all you need to do to walk with God is simple. Just walk with Him. He'll teach you everything you need to know on the way. And then we talked the other week about how it is the making of you. God actually 
When you follow him, he will get into the nitty gritty of your life. Who's glad about that? Yeah, me either. It's a bit tentative because, because God, he'll come into those places where you don't want him to come. I mean, he's, he's a gentleman. You've got to invite him in. He's not going to crack the door down, but he will. He, he's not worried. And he will shape you. Talk to Simon Peter. Oh my gosh. Do you guys know this guy? One minute, Jesus is like, wow, Simon, you're amazing. God has revealed to you who I really am. Let's, let's change your name from Simon, which means reed, to Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. Wow, Peter. Next minute, Peter is called Satan <laughs> by Jesus. And, and Jesus just all the time kept drawing near to him. He never once pushed him away. He kept coaching him and discipling him. And this is what you and I need. Like Tim was reading Psalm 23. It says, your rod and your staff comfort me. Rod for correction, staff for connection. You need both. You don't need just a genie in a bottle who you can call on when you need it, when you need a favor from heaven, when you need a wish to be fulfilled. You know what you need? You need a father. You need a gardener God, not genie God. You need gardener God who will get into the dirt and get into the soil of your life. You need a God who's going to get in the mix with you and shape your life and help you break some things that are keeping you stuck going around the same mountain and then as you follow him, what you start to discover is his making of you isn't just for you. I'm excited about this. I'm so excited about this, Pastor Phil, because this is what happens. This is what happens when you follow Jesus. You realize it's not just about you. He said, I will make you fishers of men. He said in Matthew 28, we read about the Great Commission. Have you heard of the Great Commission? Anyone heard of the Great Commission? If you haven't, it's all good. If you haven't, I'll tell you about it. He says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So the disciples that were following Jesus followed Jesus all the way to this point where he gave them the Great Commission and he ascended into heaven and sent them the Holy Spirit. The outcome of following Jesus, in fact, the sign that you are following Jesus is fruitfulness. It is your impact on the world around you. It is your impact on people. That is the sign. And so we're going to talk about that here tonight in the next few minutes. How you're doing? You're doing all right? We read in, in John 15, classic piece of Scripture. I love it. In John 1, it says, I'm the true vine and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, where every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Thank you, Lord, for pruning. It hurts, but it's good for us. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken. You remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Down into verse 8, it says, This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. 
showing yourselves to be, how do you show that you follow Jesus? It's in the fruitfulness of your life. Remain in Him. and he'll re- I'm, I'm thankful for people that remain. You know, like, like the, the new thing and the new person and the new, I mean, it's, it's all good, it's great, but, but give me some more Romanians, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I want to be a Romanian. I want to remain, where, whether it's raining, whether it's sunny, let's remain. Let's remain. Come on, if we're going to clap, let's clap. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for everybody who has remained. And that's why tonight I want to honour Pastor Phil. I want to honour our senior pastor. Who has remained and walked and just kept walking. And look at the fruit of a life that has remained in Christ. Walked with God committed his life to God. Look at the fruit all around the world. And this can be your story and my story if we will remain and if we will follow. And, and you know, fruitfulness glorifies God. It does, it gives him glory. When you are sitting with somebody that you are helping follow Jesus, that gives God glory. When you are praying for somebody that doesn't know God, that gives God glory. When you help somebody discover what it is to practically read the Word of God, when you help them, that gives God glory. When we have connect groups on every street corner in the city of Sydney, that gives God glory. When we are starting new locations all over the city, that gives God glory. When we're in this building worshipping God together, it gives Him glory. Don't get over sincere about it. It gives God glory. Including and seeing increase and growth gives God glory. Come on, amen. Gives God glory. And and it's the fruitfulness that actually starts to flow out of your life as you walk with God. But in Matthew 28, let's go there, go there. Go to Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. I'm going to read at verse 18. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority. Hang on. All. All. Everyone say all. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus said. Verse 19. Go therefore. Therefore go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Oh my gosh. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Have you ever, you ever seen, a, anyone, you seen a police officer? You talk to me. If you, I mean, I don't mean you've, you know, you've been in trouble. I just mean you've, you've noticed them before, yeah? And, and when you see a police officer in uniform, I mean, when they've got their uniform on, they can go into, they can just walk into the main road and stop traffic. They can, they can just, they can, they've got all this authority anywhere they go. I mean, in our state, but you know what I'm saying? 
wherever they have that jurisdiction, whatever you call it, they have authority. Take the uniform off. Suddenly, they can't stop any traffic. They have no authority to tell you what to do. They've lost their authority. So Jesus says, I have all authority where? In heaven and on earth. So it, wherever you go, if you go with my authority, you have authority. You can go in His authority and have the same authority that He has. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. It's amazing. In heaven and on earth, wherever you go, any part of this city, if you go in the name of Jesus, you have His authority. Therefore, go into the world. And this is the gospel. Listen to me, church. Christianity is not escapism. It is not about escaping this life so I can just get to heaven. And I'll just, I'll just get through this life because, you know, I got future glory and, you know, who cares? What a, don't worry about it. No, no, we're not here to escape this life. We're here to go into the world and go into people's lives and bring the gospel. We are here to make a difference. We are here to change the world. You kind of get it. I'm not sure if you fully get it because it's amazing. What an opportunity we have. And listen to me, this opportunity is only available this side of heaven. The opportunity to make a difference for the kingdom of God, to go into all the world and make disciples. Pastor Phil always says disciples are not born, they're made. And what a privilege it is to help shape somebody, to help encourage somebody, to help shift somebody. Two thoughts as I come to a close. How do you and I help other people follow Jesus? Because you know, it can, it can seem overwhelming. If it felt like that, it's like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, cool. <laughs> but how? And where do I start? And I, I want to give you, this is not everything, but it's just two thoughts tonight. First thought is let go of the saviour complex. Let go of the saviour complex. You are not Jesus. Sorry to break it to you. You're not. I know some people say I look like Catholic Jesus, but I'm not. <laughs> you, Jesus said in John 15 verse 1, we read it before, He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. You are not the vine. You are not the source. You are not the source of change in people's lives. So if you come into somebody's life trying to be the source, you're not doing the job that God has asked you to do. He didn't say be a vine. He said be a branch. Be a flipping good branch, but don't be a vine. We need to get out of the way and stop trying to answer every question and answer every problem. You're not a 24-7 call center. You don't know everything about everything. You, know, you don't have to be available to fix everybody's problems all the time. That is not the call. 
The call to go into all the world and make disciples is to connect people to Jesus. <laughs> you know, John the Baptist in John 1, we read about him. And John the Baptist, he, was, he had this assignment, which was to prepare the way for Jesus. He, he wasn't Jesus. He was there to prepare the way, to make the way. That is your job and that is my job, to prepare the way. You know that song? Way maker, miracle worker, promise you, out in the diner, I know. What's the word for Way maker. God, God is a way maker, but you know what? He'll use you to be a way maker. God, God has called the church to be a way maker for the world. God is calling C3SYD to be a way-making church where every mountain and every valley we raise, like Isaiah the prophet said, let every valley be raised and every mountain brought low. But here's the trick. Some of us, we're not way-makers, we're wall-makers. And instead of bringing down the mountain, we're building mountains. Instead of raising the valley, we're digging valleys. And people are trying to get to Jesus, but we're in the way. We need to get out of the way. Follow me, Paul said, as I follow Christ. Jesus is the center. And in Matthew 28, we read about how it says, go into the world, make disciples, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not a drizzle. Not, not listen to me, as I come to Christ, listen to me, church. We are not here advertising that you should add Jesus to your life. We are not here saying, you know, of anything you do, like, you know, you got work, you got friends, you got sport, you got, I love sport, you got, okay, I'm just going to add Jesus into the mix. That is not what we're saying. We're saying if Jesus is who he is, if he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you should radically reorder restructure and reprioritize your life to make him center. And when you are baptized and immersed into who he is, suddenly your life becomes fruitful beyond measure. Second thought, as I close, is who do you see? Who do you see? It says in Matthew 4 that Jesus saw two brothers. Jesus in John 4 went to the woman at the well and she'd been trying to avoid people all day, but she ran into God. God saw her. The disciples went to get him some food. They came back. They said, Jesus, are you hungry? He said, no, I'm well fed. They said, what? Who gave you food? He said, I've got food you don't even know about. I got food, I got sustenance, I got a source that you don't even know about. It's not from this world. I've got a source that comes from fulfilling and living in the will of my Father who has called me and sent me and given me an assignment in this life. Do you know your Christianity comes alive when you get the assignment of God, when it becomes about others, when it becomes about other people? That is when it, it sparks a new dimension. If you are bored in your faith, 
help somebody else. If you're feeling lethargic in following Jesus, trust me, just go help somebody else. And you, when you see somebody else grow in God, it reminds you of what God has done in your life. And it reminds you of how God is coming on Zoom. It reminds you how God has delivered you. Let, let us never be, let us never forget the great privilege to help somebody else follow Jesus. I remember my uh, soccer coach, I like soccer and I, I uh, have played soccer for a long time. And I remember I was, I just, I was on this team and all I wanted to do, I just wanted to be the best player on the team. You know, like I just wanted to, I wanted to like win and I just wanted to do really good. And and that was all I cared about. And I remember God kind of speaking to my heart uh, one time and He he said, you you haven't prayed for one person on your team. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm like, God, I'm busy. You know, (laughs) I'm busy playing soccer. That's what I do at church. You know, this is soccer. That'll preach. So I just started to pray for him. And then uh, they talked about Alpha at church. So I thought maybe that could, that could be a good invite. So I called him. It was his birthday. I called him, wished him happy birthday, and then I hung up. And felt convicted. <laughs> that I hadn't done what I had actually prayed to God about helping me do. So I called him back immediately, which is really awkward because it was, you know, how do you segue? Like, how, how you been? <laughs> been up to much? <laughs> and so I started talking to him. I said, hey, would you like to come to this thing called Alpha? And honestly, it was not like a real strong invite. I've, I've worked on my invitations since because it wasn't strong. I was like, you know, if you were maybe kind of like, I was talking him out of it. I'm like, oh, it's not very good. You maybe don't do it, you know. And then he said, he's English. He goes, yeah, I'll be there. I was like, whoa, calm down. He came along to three weeks, came to church on a Sunday, heard Pastor Phil preach. Pastor Phil said, if you need to invite God into your life, you want to do that, do it now. He got up out of his seat. He ran down to the front. I was holding his shirt as he ran down to God. Do you know what that did for him? But for me, what happened for my faith? What happened seeing somebody else who was honestly so far from God discover the love and the grace of a living Saviour? What could happen if in your workplace, if you stopped waiting to get on staff at the church and started being the church where you are? If, if you went to where you work and stopped waiting to have some degree in this and that and started just to be who God has called you to be, just start to pray for one person, buy them a coffee, take them out. What happens when you just start to include people in little ways? You start to be fruitful and you start to see the hand of God move through your life. What would happen to Sydney if every one of us just prayed for one? What would happen if every one of us took somebody by the hand and said, I'm gonna help you take your next step? Who are you helping take a step? Who is it? Who do you see? This is a great prayer. God, show me who to see. 
in this dialogue with Jesus and the disciples and the woman at the well, Jesus says, hey, I have food from a place you don't even know about. It's in doing the will of God. And then He said, open your eyes and see. The harvest is plenty and the harvest is now. I gotta tell you, church, there are there is so many people, thousands of people ready. They're ready now. Thanks for listening to the C3SYD podcast. If you wanna find out more about following Jesus, get connected or find a C3SYD location near you, head to c3syd.church forward slash connect with us. To make sure you don't miss out on our next podcast, click subscribe. We look forward to having you back soon.